Good morning. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Touch this table. Oh, Looking yeah, cute. Every, every time we record, I'm always shaking this table. If we touch the table, just all goes to hell. Yeah. <laughs> listen, it has Man. been a long time. I feel like it's been like three weeks since we last recorded. It's been only two, though, right? Yeah, because everybody, it was a tough week for the host. People were sick and... Got family yeah, issues, so our, we're our, back. Our beloved co-host, Sarah, is out again uh, this morning. But nevertheless, like they say in Broadway, the show must go on, at least for now. Yeah. And it's important. you got to take care of your family when things come up. So For sure. Take it, send so, in love to our friend, Sarah. Yeah, send in love to... See, that's a way to put a positive spin on it. <laughs> yeah, look at me being all hardcore and tough about it, which is what we're going to get into today. All right. Yeah, because we need to soften, just like you just softened me with that approach. <laughs> we need to soften. So, yeah, shout out to being a caregiver. Yeah. All the caregivers out there, whether it's for your children, whether it's for your parents, your spouse, whoever it may be, it takes a special person to be so sacrificial. And I think that's what makes life sweet. That's what makes life bearable are those little moments of love and connection that we can share with each other as human beings. Yeah. Speaking of that, I got to run and get my kids walking to school. I know. So, so we won't even be on that long this morning. We're just going to catch up. And it was good catching up with you because I felt like there have been a couple of conversations that always leads us to this precipice. Did I say that correctly? Precipice. Yes. Yeah. Of uh, identity and where we stand and what we agree with, what we disagree with. And uh, I think we have tough conversations a lot. I think that's right. the point of all this. That too. is the point. But sometimes it can, at least for me, I'm at a place of, I, I think. I'll, I hope to always be at a place of staying open so that I can discover who I am and what I care about in different circumstances. Welcome to who, whoever that is that just joined us. I, oh, I was going to just move this one mic over. Shout okay. out to Seed and Bean, first of all. That's right. Welcome back to the Jews. We can't just jump right into that, but we're <laughs> jumping into love. Thank you for the love this morning. Thank you for tuning in, but... Anyway, what's up, Cindy? How are you? Hey, I'm just running like crazy. It's the last month of school. I got summer plans, summer camp. Okay. Kids going all over the are place. Are you all going anywhere for the summer? My daughter, who was an amazing Girl Scout cookie sales lady, is going on a trip to Maine and has a bunch of other Girl okay, Scout prizes. <laughs> We're so sweet. The flies are coming for I us. I know. It's like, what? <laughs> That fly waited until we went live. Mm -hmm. It was kind of hanging around here. But anyway, go back to your daughter and about oh. Girl Scout. Shout out to Girl Scout. I yeah. was a Girl Scout too. Were you a Girl Scout? Yeah, I was a Girl up? Scout. Yeah. Yeah. So Sally learning entrepreneurship and confidence and leadership skills. And so she's got a summer full of activities, including a trip to Maine, camping out in Maine. I know. What? That's beautiful. We went swimming with the dolphins last weekend. Look at you living. Yep. That was you like, Girl Scouts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How is how is the little one doing in JT? Oh yeah, they're just they're great. Elementary school. We're gonna walk yeah. them to school this morning. And yeah, are you gonna travel this summer though, outside of the trip to Maine? Yeah, we actually are. So we're gonna I'm gonna pick her up, but my husband's also playing in the vintage baseball league with nice. uh, Edison Estates. So we're going to a special vintage baseball tournament in Pennsylvania, and then we're gonna go pick up my daughter from Maine. So we're doing like a road trip camping family trip wow that's gonna be amazing i don't have any summer plans yet but 
I'm inspired. I looked at trips to China yesterday, but not for the summer. I looked at trips to China from right here in Southwest Florida, and they were almost three dollars for December. Three, 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 not three, three thousand dollars. Like, I'm $3. sorry, dollars. Three, almost three thousand dollars for a trip. Hey, good morning, Danica. For a trip from RSW to Shanghai, and it is. <laughs> And all of my trips to China, I've never seen a ticket price so outstanding. And mm -hmm. I want you to talk about that. Is that, does this have anything? So we got to talk about this debt ceiling situation. I want an update on that from okay. you, teacher. Okay. Like right now? Like, debt ceilings come in June 1st. That's the drop dead date according to Fed Chair Janet Yellen. Okay. There is June, a, wait, June what? June 1. June 1. So basically the debt ceiling is a rule that Congress has put together mm -hmm. that it's like how much debt we can spend, but it's not aligned with the budget. So we've already passed a budget for fiscal 2023, but because of the debt ceiling rule, unless we move that, we won't be able to pay our bills for the rest of 2023. Mm -hmm. And this is really the problem. So now we have Republicans in Congress under Kevin McCarthy, who, as part of his agreement to become speaker, were asked to put forth spending cuts that are part of the debt ceiling debate. So Byron Donalds is actually part of that far-right fiscal extreme conservatives in Congress who basically said, we're not going to vote for Kevin McCarthy unless we have a discussion on spending cuts. Okay. And so Kevin McCarthy put forth a Republican plan. So that was a good thing, right? That no. was a good move. It was a power move, but it wasn't a good move. Because basically, if we don't raise the debt ceiling by June 1, the entire economy stops. We probably crash the entire global economy. Which means people won't be getting paid. What does that mean for everyday people? Like, when somebody reads the headline, oh my God, the debt ceiling, we're about to crash the economy... What does that mean for people and what types of people? Okay, so it means that people who are working for the federal government or people who have government grants will not be getting paid as of June 1 mm -hmm. until the debt ceiling is lifted. So if you are working on like a bridge project that's been funded by the Federal Department of Transportation, that will stop as of June 1, no matter where you are. But for everybody who's not working for the government, what it means is that we have a risk to the entire rest of the economy because of the full faith and credit in the American economies. Basically, U.S. bonds are some of the safest investments in the entire world. And okay. that's why so many countries and people who do financial management recommend U.S. government bonds as a way to sturdy their stocks and their investments. Right. So speaking of other countries, and I know we, we jumped in talking about China because we were talking about vacations, but... What impact does this have, the debt ceiling crisis that we are facing? What impact does it have where all of these other countries are pulling out okay. their, or are not or deciding to not use the U.S. dollar? So that's not happening. What's not happening? Because it is because I saw it on Instagram. That doesn't mean it's true. That other. Yes, I saw a president saying what country was it? Was it Ken, Kenya? It no. was Kenya, probably. So, listen, so this where they're not going to use the U they're pulling out of using the U.S. dollar. No, so that's these are different things. So, if the debt ceiling is breached and the United States does not pay its bills, we're going to get a credit downgrading, just like we did when they did this the last time in 2020. Mm. What that means is it will make all credit 
for regular everyday consumers and businesses more expensive in the United States, as well as potentially devalue our currency around the world. Because if we are not seen to have the full faith and credit, like we're not going to pay our bills, then that devalues our bonds. So that makes us a less desirable place for investments. And that's really the risk here is that we risk our our reputation as a economic power and a strong currency with this chicken that's being played with the debt. From your political perspective, from your professional perspective, what needs to be done? We need to raise the debt ceiling. And it What's shouldn't be tied to it shouldn't be tied to budget discussions. Budget discussions, spending cuts can happen during the budgeting, which will come at the end of this year. Actually, I think we should eliminate the debt ceiling overall. This was actually put in place a long time ago when we were spending a lot less money overall because it was like the 30s when this was put in place. And the idea was that they didn't have to continue to go and ask the ask Congress for more and more money. So they basically set it out so far that at the time they thought it would be like, oh, we're not, we're not going to reach this. But the way that the inflation and everything has worked is that we're coming up against this now almost every six months to a year. Okay. So it's become a political football that okay. happens. And people who are fiscally conservative, extremely fiscal conservative, like the Club for Growth set, like Byron Donald, use this as a bludgeon to get their extreme fiscal policies through. Wow. Good morning, Ooh. Sarah. Good morning, Sarah. And hi again to you, Danica. Oh, Danica, that reminds me of something. I want to, we, we kind of, we operate on the fly here. You all right, boo? I'm just like See, sipping coffee. It's that seed and bean. So that seed and bean, how you, oh, it just be running <laughs> down. Come in and, and visit us here at Seed and Bean. Shout out to our title our primary sponsor seed and bean market they are so gracious to let us come and record and share in this space and share information sarah we miss you so much sweetheart hope you're doing well yeah take care take care of yourself take care, and those around take you care of your family absolutely but danica i have danica been seeing <laughs> i have been seeing danica so many things that you post about living in a rural area and all of the benefits to that so i want us to incorporate something in this show every time we record we do have a drop of the week thanks to sarah's recommendation but now i want us to add what we think people should visit here in Southwest Florida, you okay. recently hosted the Calusa Nature Center. That's right. Tell us about that experience. Let's bring it back home for okay. a while. Bring it back to the crib. And we're going to be right back to talking about this debt ceiling stuff because guess what? We're learning and That's we're right. here. And it's we're just, trying it's to coming. figure There go my girl, Cindy. Cindy, be on it. What's Always up, there. Cindy? Hey. <laughs> Hey. So I was going to say, let's talk about the Calusa Nature Center. So the Calusa Nature Center is actually a, a nonprofit that is right here in the city of Fort Myers, mm -hmm. the largest green space in the city of Fort Myers. They're on land that is was given for the purpose of nature, natural and environmental education. Okay. We have school groups that come all the time, and it's open to, the, to mm -hmm. come and check it out. So you can get a membership. You can come and hike on our trails. We have the planetarium. We're the only okay. planetarium between Tampa and Miami. So you can get some education on our solar system, see some cool shows. And 
definitely check out the nature. We have yeah, animals. Listen, I used to go well. to the Calusa Nature Center when I was a child. I used to take field trips there. Even during the summer, for summer camp, I would go to Mount Hermon Christian School mm-hmm. summer camp, and they had us at the Calusa Nature Center. Hi, Elizabeth. Good morning. But yeah, shout out to the Calusa Nature Center because I love seeing things around town. I When I arrived this morning a little bit early because I could have swore... I could have swore Cindy changed the time. So I'm here all early at 7 a.m. But what it did was it gave me a time to sit in my car and reflect, right? Mm. So I'm staring, I'm driving toward downtown from the Dunbar area where I live. And I see just the beauty of downtown Fort Myers. And I'm like, wow, we really live. That skunk at Calusa Nature Center is awesome. Okay. Okay. Well, Shout out so- to the skunk. Yeah, I see some folks in our comments here talking about the different animals. So we do have some different animals coming in. Oreo the skunk, unfortunately, is somewhere else, as sometimes that happens. But we are renovating some of our spaces, but we have an amazing aviary. So we have three bald eagles, two brand new owls, as well as a hawk. And hopefully we have room for a couple more as well. We have a bunch of different snakes inside as well. We have baby alligators. We have big alligators. Right. We have turtles. We have tortoises. We have fish. So lots of stuff to come and learn. And then you can meet some of our animal ambassadors. Yeah, absolutely. But what I was going to say when I was driving downtown is I caught a glimpse of the Luminary Hotel. And I was like, wow, what a beautiful place to experience people and right Mm -hmm. because it's not just the structure the brick and mortar it's the it's what happens when you're in those spaces right what you learn what you feel and you were the first one that had us up in the luminary hotel for your campaign and i just and i was able to just take in that experience so say that our luminary hotel it is a little pricey now Everything's um, a little pricey right now. It's a little pricey, but it's totally worth it. Do a staycation because we have a lot to see here in the city of Fort Myers and in Southwest Florida. Yep. But we got a nice little crew on. Should we tell them about what we have coming up this week? You go ahead. It's something a little controversial, but you all sparked it. Not you all in particular, <laughs> but there was a situation. So y'all remember, of course, when Trump came to town a few weeks ago. Fort Myers love. That's right, boo. So speaking of Fort Myers, Trump was enjoying Fort Myers and just simply trying to enjoy a slice of pizza. And it turned into absolute pandemonium because you all went wild on one of our local residents here, a black man. I don't want to call his name without his permission. But anyway, he shared a picture of himself with Congressman Byron Donalds. And you all just went absolutely wild and i was taken aback by some of the comments so this gentleman a black guy from fort myers he posted a picture with congressman byron donalds and people were really going in on him and i called my friend and beautiful co-host sarah and i said i don't like this right we got on the phone with cindy and so the juice we had our unofficial business meeting that day because As things come up, you really start to define, like I mentioned earlier, who you are and what it is that you care about. And it's the contempt. Like, I feel that in my spirit. And I'm like, wow, okay, the political views are important. People's lives are affected by policy, 
by legislation, we do believe that. And we work to affirm and provide information. But it got to the point where they were calling this person a sellout. And they were saying one, one person even made reference to trying to like interrupt his business his personal business by saying you're this and you'll do anything for a photo op. And I felt that was very unfortunate. I felt it was low level energy. I felt it was low, low vibrational. People do have some legitimate concerns about why they don't like Congressman Byron Donalds and why they don't like Trump. But I think it gets to a point where all of this, I think people just got to admit that we like to fight sometimes. I have to <laughs> sit with myself and realize that too, especially in relationship. I'm like, damn, I'm toxic. Sometimes we thrive as in hell. conflict. I am toxic as hell. And I think that's what it is. But these congressmen will tear each other up as my friend Sarah so beautifully put it. They will tear each other up on the floors of Congress and in the halls of power. And then afterwards, they will go, well, they'll go and have a beer with one another their friends, they're dapping it up and we're tearing each other apart. And imagine how that feels. Yeah. But I called also the young man who was in the photo. Now, where's all the comments? I need to know what y'all feeling. Listen, look. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he paid. Pizza. He doesn't always him. pay the bills. Also, it can be considered a bribe. It's not a bribe because he's not in power. Okay. Just comp it You're talking about the pizza. Wanted. Okay, yeah. the pizza itself. Okay. Yeah. But that was so wild to me. And I called Cindy and Cindy, what was your feeling about the entire matter? So I wanted, what I wanted to do is I wanted to frame this as well, because I think this is something that happens a lot to us as regular folks. And we feel betrayed because sometimes we put our politics as being very close to our personal identity Definitely. as opposed to separating politics from the person and also the situation, because it's 100% true that Byron Donalds is our congressman right now. And I think that people should look to him with respect. They should feel at ease to go and talk to him because he's our representative. Absolutely. And not be so concerned about the political implications of that. And I've actually gone around this with my other friends and people who are in government or nonprofits that want to introduce themselves and interact with the congressman because he can be a gateway to funding and things like that for them. So I have never been somebody who says, oh, like you should not, don't talk to him, he's a bad guy. That's not the point. And I think that's what we have to remember as individuals is why in Congress, people on different sides of the aisle can still be friends because they understand that's politics and not just personal life or Absolutely. not just Absolutely, but like you life. say, it's, it's so closely intertwined. But this one in particular, so you had a black guy taking a picture with a black congressman from mm -hmm. our area and we got on the phone with him as well because this was, that was a busy Saturday for us when he snapped with that photograph because it generated a lot of conversation and hopefully we'll take this conversation a little bit further for all to see. But Cindy, your comment, so it's illegal to hand out water in the election line, but there's nothing that says that you can't hand out stuff anywhere yeah, actually because that's what we do when we're running for office yeah. we give out all kind of little goodies and freebies and it's a part of that campaign messaging but damn what was i just saying 
You're talking to Taurus, and he took a oh, picture. Oh yeah, with, with so Byron. so we were talking to Taurus, and oh sorry, our damn, friend. we just exposed him, but he's cool because guess what? We talked about it. But anyway, so this guy Taurus, who who's actually run for office in Southwest Florida, so he's a political figure actually. So there's that. <laughs> but uh, basically, he was saying so many people in their lifetime don't even get the opportunity to meet a congressperson, to interact with a congressperson, and it just was like, man, this idea of just is flat out hating a person just because they want to be affiliated, they want to take a picture, they want to grab a bite of Donald Trump's pizza from his hands, whatever they want to do. It's just like, gross, though. no, because what if he washed his hands? I'm sure he washed his hands, but you're gonna take a bite of somebody else's pizza. Just because it it's a stranger, that's a stranger's pizza. Look, we got, now. Look now. we got people in the line looking at us like, what the hell are y'all talking about this morning? I, like handing out the pizza is one thing. Him offering up bites of the Listen, pizza. Listen, he, he was that in the was moment. That was gross cult bullshit. He was, he was in the moment. And shout out to Downtown House of Pizza. And <laughs> But even people were saying they, they're going to boycott Downtown House of Pizza. Listen, if you boycott because, every place that has Republicans, yo, we wouldn't be here because Republicans let me tell come here you, all the time. And, and somebody that is has been dear to me since I've known them they challenged me on the fact that I eat at Chick-fil-A being a member of the LGBT community guess what give me a number one with a sweet tea that's how I feel about it and that was really a point of tension I felt in our whole relationship because I did initially jump on the bandwagon of you know what I'm not going to support this place because it has this view or this view, but when you live in these great United States of America, you will be boycotting because guess what? That means I can't shop at Publix because wasn't the daughter of Publix? The Publix heiress was a major financier of the January 6th attack so you mean, on the U.S. Capitol. However, so, so, she's not officially affiliated with Publix. But here's the thing. Any longer. But I wasn't even talking about that. She was oh. giving so much money to Donald Trump's campaign. Sure. And so people said, oh, stop shopping at Publix. Can you imagine a Floridian not shopping at Publix and not like what that does to it? First of all, that indicates privilege and I had to talk about that to, to somebody else who challenged me on the Chick-fil-A thing and on the shopping thing in general because Walmart is problematic as hell Nike is problematic as hell because it funds well they were accused of hiring these little kids to work in these sweatshops in Vietnam everything around that's us even, that's, is problematic and yeah. what am I supposed to grow my own damn food yeah and what, what I think so I'm supposed to make my own Sprite you're supposed to weave your own clothes. And Pepsi. And that's what I'm saying. And it gets to the point where <laughs> it's uh, true. It's convenience matters. And let's face it. There is nobody in this world with customer service as great as Chick-fil-A. Name a place. That's true. And I think what an excellent example that is for our young people who are aspiring to get jobs and be well-trained on the job. And I think those, I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm not. Fair food program. Yeah, see, Publix, Danica Yeah, so that's off. a good reason to actually not like the, like Publix, and that's related to the- Fair food act. The Tell farm workers, the Immokalee farm workers, I believe, and it's making sure that they are paying a minimum amount for produce and not using exploited labor. 
So I think that let's check out what Elizabeth has to say. Thank you for putting that link in there, Danica. I must say, I live for this live audience. You all, even just a few of you that interact, God bless what we are doing here today <laughs> because it makes it so wonderful, our ambitions, as we try to get into different topics and just get to the heart of different matters. It helps to have that interaction. So Elizabeth is saying we need to stop the cancel culture mentality. It's ridiculous. You don't like you you don't like what they don't go there, but don't try to de destroy someone because you don't agree with them. You right, you might be next. All right, cool. Absolutely. I think cancel culture deserves to be challenged. I think one thing I do appreciate about Gen X, millennials, Gen Z, whoever is that we are definitely definitely disclosing things and that idea of let's just not talk about it, let's pipe down, somebody will get mad. These kids don't care. Perhaps it's because they have the internet to hide behind Twitter fingers. Look at so many of our elected officials even taken to social media platforms and it makes people courageous, right? However, this idea that somebody did something that I didn't like or stood for something. We talked about redemption and grace this morning. We have to, we have, it doesn't leave very much room for grace, for people to correct their mistakes, for mm -hmm. people to reevaluate. And how many times in life have we changed our stance on something? When I was growing up, just a full disclosure, <laughs> I am in myself today. I do identify as a lesbian woman. I live it, I practice it. But there was a time in my youthful ignorance and my youthful arrogance that I said, you know what, I don't agree that people should be lesbian or gay. People should be heterosexual. And that was coming from a mentality of growing up in the church. Many people don't know this, but I spent my first two years of college at a Christian school in Lakeland, Florida, Southeastern University, and that's an Assemblies of God college. And I was on the pathway to ministry, right, from a Christian perspective. And I started to have these internal battles, but that was one of the hot topic issues at the time. This is our stance as members of the body of Christ. We stand against homosexuality. It's an abomination and this, that, and the third. And oh my God, the amount of guilt that I felt just for having to change, for needing to change my mind or change my about something after living one way. And now I'm all over here, booed up with chicks from East Coast to West Coast. What? A fall from grace, a lot of people would consider that to be, but I ultimately consider it the liberation for myself. Nevertheless, all of that to say this, we have to always keep in mind how we interact with other people, how we proceed with other people who disagree with us in particular. And that brings us into spilling the beans. I think we are, if they're still on for it, Congressman Byron Donalds is going to sit with us and have this discussion. And it's going to be from the framework of, from the attitude of contempt that I feel like we have, we give a little bit too much attention to. That's not the only way to function is in this and you feel like you have to fight. I get it. I'm like low key in the fight myself constantly. But there has to be this attitude of these are people with their own lived experience and they will have their own set of viewpoints and mistakes and we cannot approach everything. You're an idiot. You're a sellout. You are every terrible name in the book just because you are 
you truly believe something that is different from what I believe. I just thank God for grace, and I'm tired of this table shaking. Yeah, so I was like, I'm not trying not to touch the table. Yeah, but so I, there was. Okay, there was a few, like so many different streams here that I wanted to jump in on. I want to say thanks for the conversation here. Thanks for the update on the Fair Foods program. Definitely check that out. But going back to what you were talking about in terms of the, the, the cancel culture kind of thing and people wanting to shop at different stores, what I think is interesting and maybe food for thought is that it's been a really significant portion of the civil rights movement to exercise the black power of the purse. It was the Montgomery bus boycott that changed some of the most significant discriminatory laws across the South. And it's been a long time piece of fighting back against discrimination and racism. So I think that there's definitely a place for boycotts and deciding for sure, for where sure. your money can go. But maybe it is a personal dis a decision. Mm -hmm. I think it's good when But what do you do when you're like, to yeah, you. and, and that's the thing about coordination because it's like when you are among the LGBT community, the black community, and you want to stand against those who exploit women or disrespect women, where the hell do you go? Yeah, With just those three categories for me, you know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. like everything is worth examining and definitely you just don't want to pour your money into anything right but you got to eat too yeah and, and my thing is just find, find other areas to resist how many lgbtq folks are i don't know about the t part but maybe the t how many lgbtq folks are employed with chick-fil-a that's a way to just be, just exist you know what i'm saying and take up space in that way because you can't always just beat down right power in that way in just one way there's more ways to yep. take up space i don't like him either he's very misogynistic let's talk about alfie oaks oh let's see the table yeah y'all hey, got off on that one which i found so i am working with a nonprofit organization and it's quite interesting because our founder who's not been particularly political is being invited to all these political spaces and he's really excited he's getting donations in to support mm -hmm. our work which is really amazing he actually went down to see the table, never been there before. And he told me, he's like, yo, when you go in the bathroom, they have Joe Biden's face in the urinal and you piss on Joe Biden's face. He's like, these people something. are serious. And I'm that like, something. Wow. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't but like that. It's, I, I agree. But I thought it was interesting to see some of this stuff from a non-political person's eyes as yeah, well. Yeah. I'd not been in the urinals myself in see the table. I didn't know they were there, but yeah, you've been to seat and table. The only time I was at seat and table was uh, I think I during... went there by accident once. I put some signs out there. I put my Republican women for Cindy Banier signs I know, out there. I know one of the reasons that we showed up. I don't know how long they lasted. We showed up to seat and bean in 2020. Seat and table. We're at seat to bean. table. Damn, yo, we up here about the trash seed and bean no, because we got it messed up. I actually did that on purpose, though. I asked seed and bean to be our host because they host another Republican talk show at seed to table. But really, yeah, okay. I'm gonna do a but little bit of that. Seed to table in 2020, there was some controversy about Alfie Oaks and some statements that he made concerning the Black Lives Matter movement. I don't really remember all of the details, and COVID. but I know that. Or they were wanting him to cut, they were wanting the Lee County School District or was it Collier County School District to cut ties with him? Lee County cut ties with him because the, he was a food provider because he also has farms. Mm. Yeah. Did that ever happen? 
Did yeah. they ever cut ties? Yeah, they did. Yeah, so Elizabeth's talking about, yeah. So Alfie Oaks is also a Republican committeeman, so he's got an elected position that's official. Mm-hmm. Voting member of the Republican Party here in the state of Florida. And yeah, he was definitely flexing his power on how he thought, you know, how he thought the school board superintendent appointment should went. I know that he sent out postcards and things like that. And yeah, he, I don't think he's somebody who's particularly afraid of saying outrageous things. So in other words, with all these comments, should we have, should we invite Alfie Oaks on the show as well? Oh God. Because as it stands, we are interviewing Congressman Byron Donalds and his... What do you? What would you call Larry's position? He's the, the senior advisor. The senior what it says advisor. On we will be hosting a conversation with them within the next six days. And again, it's starting about that situation with the photograph that was taken that caused all of this mayhem. Yes. But uh, that's what we want to do. I want to have conversations with some of these folks because... I really do believe that what they say is harder to hate up close. Once you get close to a person and we come from behind, be careful with Alfie Oaks. He's explosively aggressive. And actually, so is Larry. And I'll be sharing an article that was written about basically all of Larry's violent and criminal past. When I talked to Larry, I felt we had a special connection. But then again, it's me after all, and I tend to have that effect on people. But I felt like he wanted to laugh and play, but he was passionate about his viewpoints. And we can't reveal it all right now, but in due time, because I really think there are powerful points on both sides. And that'll forever be my struggle. My struggle, but as well as my gift, is that I am very much a centerpiece for a lot of these viewpoints, not just politically, in a lot of ways. So I think Larry can be very personable like that. I do think it's important because, and I think that we saw this with the debate between Jamal Bowman and Byron Donalds, is you can still be friendly with somebody, you can still like somebody, but their implications of their policies, you can dislike. And you can challenge them and hold them accountable. I am not one to coddle anyone. But I do think there is a way to to be a little bit more, I would even say effective with challenging people because if it's, oh, you're hurting me and you're disgusting and you're a moron and you're this and there's this just a collection of names that I tell Cindy all the time. I don't benefit from that because I don't learn from that. Tell me what the person did, how it affects somebody else, what their attitude on it is and break down those conversations from from that perspective, but I think sometimes it makes us lazy when we can just throw insults right. at people. Sure. And that's a, that's something people complain about the Democrats about is that they're not great with messaging. <laughs> they yes. are not the best with messaging because there it's a very emotional reaction. And it, there's wonks. There's wonks. Like what I'm is dealing- a wonk? It's a wonk is somebody who's like very enmeshed in what they're doing. So we have political wonks and they know the law. I'm doing this right now because I'm on the, I'm the president of the Lee County Democratic Environmental Caucus. So you got scientists and folks like that. Nice. And rather than say something, thank you. Rather than say something like simple and pithy and effective, everybody wants to add a bunch of stuff in because we got to make it as like we're publishing an academic paper. And I'm like, look. And and that's the opposite end of that, because I would prefer sometimes that that academic paper versus just you are angry, but you can't explain why you are angry. 
or you can't figure out how you can you're gifted in that way oh definitely and that's why i love you and that's why i love sarah as well but i do think in general we have to get better with with disagreeing with people and and we also have to get better with considering the fact that how can i put this it pleases somebody that it it tells you something about human nature. I think it's almost impossible to serve and to govern without pissing somebody off. Yes. Without somebody feeling left out of the decision or that the decision was not in their favor. So we have to yes. go into it knowing that, yes. right? Actually, I tell my students this all the time because I, I present to the concept of wicked problems. Everything that we ask the government to do is a wicked problem, which means the best case scenario is a lose for everybody, but only lose by a little bit. Because if you get in a situation where it's not win, it's win or lose tremendously. Okay. There's always okay. a trade-off in a system. I like that. And so there's, and that's what makes politics tough is that no matter what you do, you have pissed somebody off. Absolutely. And <laughs> Somebody's so, going to lose. And at least so something. if Congressman Byron Donalds co commits to the date that we have agreed on to sit and talk to his top advisor, we're going to uncover a lot of those things. We got to go, y'all, because we I gotta got walk the kids to school. Yeah, everybody. We got stuff to do. I usually see this when someone loses the argument, they start name calling for sure. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. And we will pick up on this later. Sarah, we miss you so much. Thank you, everybody. Um, thank you, Danica. Thank you, Elizabeth and Sandy. And who else we got on here today? Michelle, Michelle Jim. That's my boo. I love Michelle. You are beautiful. folks this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Laura, shout out to everybody. We and will pick up on this conversation. Hopefully, we'll have a really interesting interview next week yeah and i'm gonna post some to of this it. stuff with us on big mouth media check out bigmouthmediafl.com help us make sure that we got equipment that isn't fuzzy and get a brand new computer so we can get, keep giving you high quality information absolutely get We're your subscription 4.99 a month we are here for you to That's entertain right. you to inform you That's to right. please you and you can come and have a coffee with us. We have an amazing event coming up, a comedy show. If you're a member, you get to come for free. So you can become an annual or an everything member for $19.99 a month. And we would love to have you here. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Absolutely. Bye. Mwah.